Hello and welcome to Encountering God Ministries with Salvatore and Sarah. I'm your host. And what we're doing is just to let you know and let you be aware, uh, we have a website. It's called EncounteringGodMinistries.org. We have blogs. We have other stuff that uh, that we do on there. We have some some really, really good uh, materials. You know, like I said, we're doing this blog. And the blog has everything to do with, um, <clears throat> literally, it just has everything to do with with our lives and to encourage us through the different times and seasons. The Bible says uh, that we, you know, about the tribe of Issachar, how they were uh, the tribe of Israel that understood the signs of the times. And that's what we're kind of geared to, to, to encourage you, to build you up from Isaiah chapter 35, um, also from Isaiah chapter 61 and other scriptures that talk really about us drawing closer to the Lord. And that's really what our goal is. So I want to thank you for joining me today and enjoy the podcast. So we're going through the book of Song of Songs because, like I said, we are the bride of Christ. It took me, I spent 16 months meditating in this in this book. And I wrote a little devotional. You can get that on Amazon as well. I wrote a little devotional about it. And I really feel strongly that um, that God is doing some things that are powerful, not only powerful but amazing as well in in this in this book. And I've gotten a lot of responses from people um, <clears throat> dealing with 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 how how it's opening up things in their heart. I mean, we we talked about it, and I love this. Uh, the last part. We're going to go to chapter uh, verse seven of Song of Songs, chapter one, and. Um, and the last thing that she says before we move on in verse 7 is, It is you I long for with no veil between us. And that is really a sign of intimacy that there's no, there's there's nothing hidden anymore between you and him. Now, a lot of times we hide from him, but we, you know, we really can't hide from him, right? Because he's always there. He always sees us. He, he never leaves us, nor does he forsake us. He says that in uh, Genesis um, as well. And throughout the Bible, he says, I am the Lord your God. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. For I am with you to, to take you and to, do, and, 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 and to be with you. So I want to read on here. We're talking about the shepherd king here. The ch- shepherd king picks it up in verse 8. And, um, and we have some funny stuff in here too, but it's, but it's awesome. Anyway, it says, listen, my radiant one. What does he call her first? Hi, Patty. What does he call her first? He calls her radiant one, somebody that shines, somebody that is a light. Listen, my radiant one. Have you ever seen um, a woman in love? Have you ever seen a woman that is is so in love or even a, a newly pregnant woman? You can see this glow on their face. I'm not saying that she was uh, she was pregnant at the time here, but I'm saying that that, that, that they just glow. Women just glow when they're around somebody that, that loves them so much. Now, she just came out. She, she, she committed herself to not having any to, to intimacy with the king. So he says to her, he sees differently than we see. She says she's unworthy, but he says, my radiant one. And then he gives her some instructions. If you ever lose sight of me, just follow in my footsteps where I lead my lovers. Come with your burdens and cares. Come to the place near the sanctuary 
of my shepherds, near the place uh, where, where where the shepherds' tents are, where the goats and, and the and the sheep can graze around these tents. Come there, okay. Um, and I believe that that is a uh, that is a word for the church. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the people. That if you ever lose sight of the Lord, I mean, like we all we all get distracted. We all have stuff. We all go uh, in different places, and and sometimes in our journey we we. We, we, we look to the right or we look to the left and we lose our focus. We lose our design. We lose our purpose. And what God is saying here, and this is really good, but what God is saying in this thing, what the Father, what Jesus rather is saying, listen, my radiant one, he's pouring into her. I'm telling you how I love you. Look at this. You're so radiant. Remember she said earlier in, 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 in verse um in verse 5, I feel so dark and dry, and dry as nomads' tents, the tents of the nomads, the wandering nomads. I'm really dark. And he says, listen, my radiant one, okay? you are. It doesn't matter if you're struggling. God looks at you as his radiant one. No one lights a candle to put it under a bushel. Why would God light you up and then put you under a bushel? And then he says, if you ever lose sight of me, if you ever lose sight of me, you're going to look to the right or to the left. I had somebody give me a word a long, long time ago in the 90s and said that, you know, that, that they saw me walking on this path, on the straight path, and on the side were very dangerous um, predators like, like lions and tigers. <laughs> Almost did it. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. And... Um, and 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 they're on the either sides, and and they had vipers and 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 cobras and and you know these mongoose and all these things, hyenas and and all these things that were on the side of the road. <clears throat> that what happened was, they had to. Um, <clears throat> if I looked there, I would I would walk in fear, but I had to keep my focus straight ahead. But sometimes that's what we do. We look to the right, we look to the left, and we say actually right and then left. But we look, we look in those directions, and, and and we lose sight of the Father. It's like it's like in Psalm twenty three, where he says, "You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies." Basically, what he's saying is, he's saying, "Listen, you you give me a table of abundance out of reach of the enemy. You give me a tower of a table of abundance." out of reach of the enemy, almost like God is tormenting the enemy by being so good to you. But if you ever lose sight of him, listen to me, if you ever lose sight of him again, just follow in my footsteps, he says, where I lead my lovers. Where does he lead them? In the green pastures. Where does he lead them? Into his embrace. He leads them into intimacy. Find out where he leads the lovers of God. If you don't know, ask somebody. If you don't know where he leads them, ask somebody. He'll always leave footprints to get you there. He'll always lead his footprints. It's like it's like that little kid that throws the little crumbs on the ground so he can find his way. The Lord always leads footprints. He always leads you. And you can always get it through this. <clears throat> you can always get through the way. You can always find a way 
through this. Okay? That's where it is. You go here. How can a young man, Psalm 119, verse 8, how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it with his word? <clears throat> so if you ever lose sight of him, go back. You know, uh, another another uh, story was when Jesus was asleep in the boat and, um, and, and the disciples were afraid because the storm was raging, but Jesus was sound asleep. And then so Jesus, they wake him up like, oh, don't you care that we're going to die? And then Jesus gets up and goes, where's your faith? In other words, where did you leave your faith? If you lose in joy, if you're out of, if you're not in a season of joy, if you're not in a time of joy, where did you leave it? Where did you leave your joy? Go get it. Go get it. He's there. He loves you. Where did you leave? You know, where, 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 where did you leave sight of him? Go back there and go get it. Go get that relationship. Did you find that loss in another man or another woman? Did you find that loss in, in, in discouragement and despair? Go back there. Just tell him you're sorry. My goodness, what's God going to do? He says it this way. If you ever lose sight of me, just come with your burdens and cares. Come to the place near the sanctuary of my shepherds. It's her responsibilities. It's her labors. But just come. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, he says. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly of heart, and you will find rest unto your souls. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ. Come with your burdens and cares. It's like, it's like you got to get cleaned up to take a shower. No, no, no. You take a shower to get cleaned up. Come. If you ever lose sight of them, just come with those burdens. Come with those cares. There's financial burdens going on right now. There's, there's who am I going to believe stuff going on right now? Literally. Like, who do you believe? Who in the news network do you believe anymore? Come to the place near the sanctuary of his shepherds. And then he says this. This is beautiful. But I, I, <laughs> this was funny when I was a teenager and I was starting to go through this verse. He says, my dearest one, let me tell you how I see you. You are so thrilling to me. That's not the part that was funny. But God sees you and you thrill his heart. It's like he stops, what, if he could, he stops whatever he's doing and he just goes, oh, you thrill my heart. You thrill my heart. Look at your spouse sometime and say to them, you thrill my heart. This was the part that was pretty funny when I was a teenager reading it for the first time. 
says to gaze upon you is like looking at one of Pharaoh's finest horses, a strong regal steed pulling his royal chariot. Now, the version I had <laughs> said this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It says, I liken you, my darling, to one of the mares on the chariots of Pharaoh. So in other words, what he was saying, and this is how I took it. I know he wasn't saying it, but this is how I took it. He's <laughs> he says, to me, my darling, you are like my mare among the chariots of Pharaoh. It's like, what in the world? You look like a horse. You know, it's like, it's almost like he wants to say, so why the long face? Um, I'm sorry, that's pretty funny, but it just is what it is. I started dying laughing until I read it in the Passion Translation. When he says, let me tell you how I see you, you are so thrilling to me. You thrill me. I love it. To gaze upon you is like looking at one of Pharaoh's finest horses, a strong, regal steed pulling his chariot. Whoa. These these horses were were actually pulled out of the they were the finest horses coming out of Egypt, you know. They were imported from Egypt. They were they were strong. They, I don't know if you've ever seen Secretariat, but it was like that. They were very strong. They were very you know. It was incredible how what that looked like. Strong, regal majestic you are like that in the presence of the lord you are like that to him you are strong you are regal you are royal you are the finest you know there was a time when the budweiser horses uh back in the 70s were were were, were actually they still are some of the most beautiful horses that and that that, that, that pull that little cart you know and um and the, and the thing is this is the best part of it the thing is that these horses are bred for just such a purpose. You were bred to mirror the glory of the Lord. You were bred to mirror the glory of the Lord. They were powerful. They weren't codependent. But they learned to walk in unison. They learned to walk in unison. They were just finest horses of all. We'll pick up verse 10 the next time. But just uh, on the next time, we, you know, I'm not worried about how much time it takes to go through this. This is such an important thing. You have to understand how beautiful you are to Jesus. Look in the mirror and just tell yourself, you thrill God. But I'm locked up in my house. You Thrill, God. You are thrilling to him. He loves you. You take him into places that most people dare not even go. You, you, you move him emotionally. And, and, and a lot of people can't get this. But you move him emotionally so much that he just has to stop. You thrill me. 
Let me tell you how I see you. You thrill me. You thrill me. And then we end up just kind of like running away from that because we're afraid. We've never been that intimate with anybody before. And God says, you thrill me. I don't even thrill my husband. I don't even thrill my wife. But you thrill God. And he can turn all of that around. Remember Jacob? What he had to go through to get Rachel? You know, Laban was a was as much of a of a of a conniver as 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 Jacob was. I think Jacob met his match. And uh and and so <laughs> he worked he says, I'll work for you seven years for Rachel. So he worked seven years and he ends up getting Leah, which I mean like he you know, like I don't know what he was thinking or if he understood their voices or anything, but he marries like you know, and, and, he, and he takes her in and he finds out it's Leah the next morning. And Jacob is all upset and because he really wanted Rachel. So he works another seven years for Rachel. She thrilled his heart so much. This God of more than enough, you thrill him. The creator of the ends of the earth, the creator of the universe, you thrill him. And he loves you so much. There is nothing that he desires more than you. He loves you. He cares about you. You thrill him. I don't know about you, but I like being thrilled. And when I'm thrilled, I like to keep doing it until I'm not thrilled anymore. <laughs> and if you thrill him continuously... You're not going to have any issues. You're not going to have any problems. Because you thrill him. Just come to him. Focus upon him. Let your mindset be on him. If you lose sight of him, just go and follow in his footsteps where he leads his lovers. Where he leads his shepherds. Go there. He loves you so much. Well, that's all we're going to do today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. And... um and today's going to be really, really cool. So God's going to bless you. Just watch what happens in the next few days, in the next week. Uh, this this next week, you're going to see some powerful, mighty things taking place. And um, and so I just encourage you to, to just feel his presence. Go after his presence every moment of every day. Just go after his presence. When you wake up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. When you go to bed at night, good morning, Holy Spirit. When you go to the store, Jesus, I can't go in there without you. I want to feel your presence. You know, it's okay for you to ask God that you can feel his presence because he loves you that much. He wants to feel your presence. Feel his presence. We'll pick this up tomorrow, and or not tomorrow, but Monday. So anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.